Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Today we're in a new series called From Resolution to Reality. From Resolution to reality. And we are in this series because here's the deal. All of us probably, how many of you made resolutions this year? Go ahead. No, no. How many of you made resolutions? Come on, this second service, you weren't asleep. How many of you? Okay. You got some. Some of you, you're like, I've just given up on making resolutions because here's what happens, right? We make resolutions and then somewhere in February, we're like, oh yeah, I, I was supposed to not eat pizza every day for dinner, right? You were, you're trying to make resolutions Um, And we have goals, and sometimes we haven't made resolutions because here's why. It never works, right? We're like, why should I even make resolutions when I never, never, ever, ever keep them? But I want to talk to you today about making your resolutions, making your goals, maybe reawakening resolutions in your life so that it can become a reality to your life. And as I started researching, I kind of said, hey, what are the craziest resolutions for 2022. And here are some of the things that popped up on the internet, although I had to be really careful about what I posted or what I looked at. And so here's the um, top six resolutions that I liked. The first one was this, get lost without any help from Siri. Just get lost on my own, right? Like I don't need Siri to help me. Number two, this is just a good principle that you need to put in your life. Check facts before posting on social media. Amen. Some of you should just be like, get off social media, but that's not here nor there. Um, Number three, for all you parents with small children, number three, resolution to stop kids from eating dirt this year. For those of you that you were a child in the 90s, early 2000s, I don't know when this was, but watch every episode of Power Rangers. Um, No, it wasn't worth watching when it was first out. Why would you do it now? But hey. Number five, stop procrastinating, but not today. And number six, this is for all of you trying to eat better using portion control, leave one potato chip. Always leave one potato chip on your plate. I think that's a resolution I can stick to, right? Um, Some of you are like, I like that goal. I can do that. And and here's the deal. Every year we're ready to conquer the world. New Year's hits and we're eating, you know, some of you nasty people, you're eating black-eyed peas. They're gross. Like, I don't know why you eat them. Like, I'm like, gross. Um, But you do it because it's tradition and you're trying to have a lucky year and a good year. And then we get through there and our our resolutions look something like this, right? They look like I want to lose 20 pounds this year. I want to see, yeah. Um, I want, to, I want to get a raise this year. I want to be better with my money this year. I want to travel this year. I want to learn a new language. I, made an, I wanted to learn Swahili last year, right? That was my, since I'm going to Kenya, I'm like, okay, maybe I should start learning Swahili, and it lasted a week and a half. So um, 
If we're going to make resolutions, I think it's important for us to understand what resolution actually means so that it has a chance to become a reality. And here it is. Resolution defined means this, a resolve, a decision, or determination. And I love this part. A synonym for resolution is calling or call. And and, and here's what I would tell you. Today, and this whole message and this whole series, isn't going to be about how to be a better person right? It's not going to be some self-help message or series or even today, but today is going to be about you understanding, not that it's about you making a resolution, but it's about you answering God's calling on your life. As followers of Christ, there's nothing wrong with resolutions, but there's something bigger than just resolutions, there's something, there's a, instead of us having a to-do list for God to do every year, can I tell you, he has a to-do list for your life, And there's a calling that he has on your life. And so we're going to get into that in just a second. But before we do that, a lot of us, the reason our resolutions, our calling has never become a reality is this. And we've got to do this this year is we've got to move out so we can move in. We've got to move out so we can move in. Job says this, Job 17 verse 9, the righteous keep moving forward and those with clean hands become stronger and stronger. I love that first part, the righteous Keep moving forward. Anytime you move into a new house, there's a war that happens, and there's a war between you and a box, right? Because you put your clothes in boxes, and some of you, I know a couple that have moved into a house, and they are still two years later living out of boxes. I'm like, you do not understand the idea of moving in, right? Like, like, you have not, like you have not moved in if you're still living out a body. And it's not that they don't have furniture. They have nice furniture. They're like rich people. It doesn't make no sense. I'm like, you got nice furniture. Well, you still got your junk in boxes, right? They haven't completely moved in because they haven't moved out. And some of us, the problem is, this is what our year looks like, right? And we're in 2022, but we still got things open from 2021 or 2020, or 2019, and we're like, oh, I, I, would, I would answer that calling, or I would put that resolution, but I'm having to deal with my past. And every past mistake you've made, all the shame, all the regrets, you drag it into your new year. You drag it into to, to today, and you're just like, I just don't know if I can. Because, And here's what I'm going to tell you. If God has forgiven you, right, and you are a new creation in him, and 1 John 1, 9 says, if we will confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us from all our unrighteousness. So for all of you that have blown it, can I tell you, this is a great Sunday for you today. Because understand, he's forgiven you from all the sin, all the unrighteousness you've done. Well, Justin, I had a reputation before this year and before I came to this church. Well, that's great because you know what? I don't care what your reputation was. Come in here and be the person God's called you to be. The righteous move forward. And some of you today is moving day. Perfect example of this. When Casey and I were renting a house, we moved here at Jinx um, and, and we started Foundation Church about 13 years ago, a little over 13 years ago. Um, we, we, were, we were renting a house, and we knew it was temporary. So we kept boxes all around, right? And we didn't move out of that house completely because we knew it was a temporary place. And some of you, you have been trying to answer a temporary calling when God has a permanent calling on your life. And it's time for you to get rid of your past and throw it away and you to burn the boxes and to move into what God is calling you this year. Because 
you can't move into what God has until you move out of what you used to have, right? You can't move into what God is calling you to until you let go of all you used to do. So, so let go of the past. Let go of the regret. Some of you, let go of the hurt, right? You come into church so jaded and negative, and what's the, what are, what's the, what's the real kind of purpose behind this pastor in this church, and I'm just going to check it out, and we come to church like, man, you got to get past the hurt, the pain, all the things everybody else tried to do so you can step into all that God wants to do in you and through you, and you got to move out if you're ever going to move in, right? Bible says this, Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 through 14, no dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. If you focus on one thing today, here it is. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, here it is, is calling us. Is calling us. Here it is. You have a calling. And that calling a big part of it is this, it's our second point, is that you are called to, to live life where you are experiencing life instead of surviving it, right? That you're experiencing life instead of surviving it, because what I can tell you is experiencing life is way better than just trying to survive life, right? Experiencing life is way better than just trying to survive it. Here's, here's my attitude. My attitude is this. I don't want life to happen to me. I want it to happen to life, Right? I don't I want just life to happen to me, but I want to be very purposeful with the way that I go through life and I want to live it to its max. Because here's the reality: you and I only get one chance at living this life. And and, and God came not that we could just survive the grind. There's gonna be moments where there's it's a grind, but that you can live this life to its fullest. Perfect example of this. When we went to uh, Kenya this past time in December, um we were staying at a camp where like all, all the animals came through our camp at night. Like, like the buffalo, like one of our guys was walking back to their tent and literally, I'm not exaggerating, I know I exaggerate a lot of things, but this one I'm not exaggerating. There was a hippo 15 feet away from him, like while he was walking to his tent. And um, when we were walking back to our tent, one of the guides said, hey, um, we need to go and you need to get in your tent because the hippos are coming in. I'm like, wait, 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 back up. Like, what do you mean? Hippos, hippos are coming in, right? And he's like, yeah, the hippos come in every night. And I'm like, I, I want you to wake me up when they come here. And he's like, well, what do you want to do? I go, I want to go see the hippos at night. And he's like, so, sir, I'm not sure. I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm sure. I want to go see the hippos at night. So one in the morning, I'm dead asleep. I'm drooling. I mean, it's, I'm out. And they come knocking on the door. Me and my buddy Corey, we wake up, and we're like disoriented. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, sir, the hippos are here. And I'm like, hippos are here. The hippos are here. I'm like, Corey, like, the hippos are here. We got to get ready. So we're throwing stuff on, and we're literally walking in the pitch black. There's no lights. There's no nothing. And I looked at Corey. I go, one of two things is happening right now. Either we're going to see hippos or we're being kidnapped. Like one... So we get there, and we get just outside of our camp, and he turns this spotlight on. And there are hyenas, there are hippos, there's Cape buffalo, and I think there are some zebras hanging around. And they're like 15, 20 feet away, which is not far. 
And I'm like, holy, and you know, I'm just like, holy cow, holy cow. And they're like, no, that's a hippo. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, oh, what? You know, and I'm, I'm looking at this stuff and they're like, okay, we need to go back because they're very fast. And I'm like, yes, they are very, very fast. And I run like a giraffe. So I'm, I'm out, right? Reason I'm telling you this, I call Casey and I'm like, hey, Casey, guess what we did? And she's like, why would you do that? And I'm like, I'm in Kenya. Why would you not do this, right? I'm like, if you're in Kenya and you're around animals and there's a cave buffalo taking a poo right outside my door, I want to see that animal that's responsible for that. Like, I'm like, I came and I want to enjoy and live this life. And here's what Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. He comes to steal your purpose. He comes to kill your calling and destroy your worth. I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. I love the way the NLT reads. It says the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. But my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And let me tell you this. I I am a firm believer in this. Christ came that we may have life to the full, abundantly, a rich and satisfying life. He came so that we could experience it and not just survive it, right? And let me ask you this question, is that true for you? Are you truly living life to the full, or are you just surviving it? You're just trying to get by, because I I gotta tell you, that's no way to, God hasn't called you to just survive life. Right? He hasn't called you when you get into heaven like, what'd you do? I survived. No, 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 no. He's called you to do great things. He's called you to live a big life that points to him because your life and his calling on your life isn't just about you. His calling always affects others and affects eternity. And here's what I want every single one of us to know, whether you're a teenager, whether you're old in this place, you're young, you're rich, you're poor, you're educated, you're uneducated, hear me and lean into this. Every single one of you, God has a calling on your life. (laughs) Understand that. God has a calling on every single one of our lives, for you that are here in person and you watching at home online. It's, and here's where we've missed it. What are you saying? He's got a calling on my life. Does that mean I'm gonna become a pastor because I don't wanna do what you're doing? Like, I, there's no way I wanna be a pastor or do I have to become a missionary? No, no. But he has a calling for your life, right? He's got, he's got purpose. For your life, he's got a to, instead of you having a to do list for him, he's got a to do list for you. He's got things and goals and purpose and a mission for your life. And we used to talk about calling a ton when I grew up in church, right? And now it's become more like go out and be a good person. Get out of here, I can't do that no more. God hasn't called you to just be a good person. He hasn't called you to just come and hear motivated speeches about go and try to just do your best. No, go and do what God's calling you to do, right? There's a big difference. And so let me ask this. What is God calling you to do? Because here's what I know. Probably the majority of us, we have no idea what God's calling is for our life. So you can't fulfill something that you don't know. Teenagers, you can't fulfill something that you don't, but he's got a calling on your life. Young adults, young professionals, you can't fulfill a calling that you're not aware of. But can I tell you, he's got a calling and he's got a purpose for your life. Parents, he's got a calling for your life. 
all my retired people, that's a nice way of saying all my old people, right? I tell you, he still has a calling on your life. Nowhere in the Bible is the word retirement. Are you telling me I'm living in sin right now? No, I'm not telling you you're living in sin. You can retire from your job, but not your calling. Right? There's, there's a big difference. And he has something. So, so how do you find out what God's calling is for you? How do you live this rich and satisfying life? Here's what I would tell you. It's this. You need to pray. You need to fast. You need to read. And you need to listen. Pray, fast, read, listen. Pray, fast, read, listen. Repeat, rinse and repeat as needed. Right? Right now we're in a 21-day fast as a church. I'm fasting social media. I've never prayed so much in my life. Every time I'm going to hit Facebook, I'm like, okay, let's get to praying. Every time I'm going to hit Instagram, it's not like, oh, I can't do that. It's I'm, I'm engaging in prayer, right? Because otherwise I'm just taking a diet from social media, and that's not, that's not I'm not doing anything, right? I'm praying more than I've done. I'm reading the Bible in 90 days right now. There's so much good things that are happening. But you know what? I'm, I'm taking time to listen. And so many times we take time to pray. Man, maybe you're doing something and you're taking time to fast. I heard somebody say that they were fasting sugar, and then he said that his wife was fasting heroin, which that's awesome. Um, but I'm like, that's a good thing. Um, but... <laughs> We can pray, we can fast, we can read, but can I tell you where a lot of us miss it? We don't listen. We don't listen. We don't take time to just get quiet and let the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit speak to us. And can I tell you, he still wants to speak to you. He still wants to guide you. He still wants to direct you. So you're not leading yourself. We're called to be spirit-led people, not self-led. Spirit-improved people, not self-improved. Right? And if we're going to do that, that means this. Just like when you're driving to a new place, and you're like, anytime I'm driving to a new place, if it says get on Highway 75, I'm like, okay, that's trash. I know how to do that, right? Like, I don't listen until I'm getting to a place where I don't know where to go. And then when that's the time, I turn the radio down, I ask everybody else to be quiet, or I yell at them to be quiet. Shut up, stop talking, right? Because I'm trying to listen to Siri, and I'm like, I'm trying, you go to like this, and you're like going slow. And because why? You don't want to get lost, you don't want to miss your turn, you want to get where she's telling you to go. Can I tell you the same thing has to be true of the Holy Spirit? The problem with most of us, the reason we don't know where to go, what God's calling us to do in his calling on our life is because we're allowing everybody else and everything else to be as loud as the Holy Spirit's voice in our life. And if you're going to know where to go, and if you're going to know where he's calling you to go, you got to get everything else a lot more quiet, and you start allowing him to lead your life, and we become more spiritual about our calling and resolutions than we become emotional about our callings and our resolutions right? What's your calling? Oh, it's to read a book. That's what everybody's doing. Stop. He hasn't called you to write a book. Be so busy living your life that somebody else has to write your story, right? Be so busy doing this rich and big abundant life because you're fulfilling God's calling that's affecting other people's life and affecting people's eternities. Somebody else has to write your story, can I tell you, that means, businessman, there's a calling on your life. Right there in the middle of you running your business, God wants to use you to affect his kingdom. 
right? Mom and dad. Maybe you're a stay-at-home. Well, I don't know how I will ever affect God's kingdom and fulfill his calling. Maybe he's got you there to raise up world changers that are going to affect God's kingdom and change other people's lives. There's a calling wherever you are. Teenager, there's no better missions field than your public school right now. So stop allowing them to always influence you and you be the influence when you're in the school. Go change the world, man. Because here's what I would tell you, and, 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 and this is so true for every single one of us here, and I've got to keep going, but you still have it in you to do great things. You still have it in you to do great things. I, I got to tell you, I still got it in me to do great. I just feel like I'm getting traction and starting on what God's calling is for my life. You still, this is one of my absolute favorite passages of the Bible I'm getting ready to share, and I haven't shared it in over 13 years because I love it that much. So, probably my favorite character in the Old Testament is a guy named Caleb. Caleb is my spirit animal. He is my boy. I'm like, that is my man. My man Caleb, right? And you guys remember when, when Moses sent the spies, and they went and spied the land out, and Joshua and Caleb come back, and he's like, hey, what, what'd you see? And Joshua and Caleb are like, bro, we can do this, Moses. Like, Mo, we got this, right? There's, yes, there's giants, yes, but, but, but. We can, we can do this. Like, like, this is not too hard to do. And then you had a bunch of snowflakes over here. And like, I, didn't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I just, it's, it's scary. We've never done that. I'm not really dressed for battle. Um, I don't know. And they start spreading fear because fear is way more contagious than courage, Right? And God hasn't called us to be fearful, but courageous. And we talked about last year, last week, that we're going to be as bold as lions this year. And we're not just going to run because the wicked run in fear, but when no one's chasing them, but the, the righteous are bold as lions. And we're going to be as bold as lions. And here's Joshua and Caleb, bold as lions. And what happens? They have to wander the desert for 40 years, 40 plus years of wandering the desert. And then they get to go, Joshua and Caleb and their families, the only people that get to go to possess the promised land. And there is this passage of scripture, Woo. Joshua 14, verse 10 through 12. When the Israelites returned to the promised land 40 years later, Caleb said, now here I am, 85 years old, and I am still as strong today as I was the day Moses sent me out. And I am just as ready to fight now as I was then. So give me the mountain country the Lord promised me that day long ago. Woo! Here, I'm, I'm 85 years old, right? Some of you 85-year-olds, you don't even think about leaving the, church, the, the house. You're just like, oh, it's going to take too much effort, right? Here's Caleb. He's like, I'm 85 years old, sucker, and I am just as ready to punch you in the mouth and fight and go do what God is calling me as I was when I was 45, right? 
He says, give me the mountain country. Give me the mountainside, right? And I love that because what that means is the mountain area, the mountainside area was full of giants. It was full of fortified cities. It was going to be hard. And Caleb said, I still have it in me to do great things for him. And can I tell you, I don't know what limitation has hit you in the past. I don't know your past. I don't know your age. I don't know your education. I don't know your earning potential, but I do know that you still have it in you to do great things for him. It's still in there somewhere deep, and there's something inside of you that you need to step into the calling that God has for you. You still got it in you. I still got it in me to do great things. And I will tell you this, you are surrounded by people in this place that are doing great things because they still got it inside of them. Some of the couples I think of is David and Sammy Rogers. Around 2004, David and Sammy started Youth Vision International Ministry. They went to a country, I forget which one, and like when they were there, they're like, nobody's reaching the children and the teenagers. And God put a calling on their heart. And in 2004, they start this ministry, and, and David's an electrician. He owns an electrical company, right? Like, this is what he's like, I don't, I've never been trained to do, I don't know, David and Sammy are like, okay, we're just going to do this, right? Let me give you the stats from this week. They currently have this ministry in eight nations and are reaching over 17,000 teenagers and children on a weekly basis, right? Can I tell you? David and Sammy would tell you they're no different than you. They're just a calling that they answered the bell to because they had it in them to do great things inside of them. And they're not going to retire, and they're not thinking about hanging it up. They're thinking about how can we continue to do great things for him. Jeff and Becky Wagner is another couple. They started Benchmark Enterprises. Benchmark Enterprises was started, and when Jeff started this construction company, he was starting it to build houses. And then somebody said, um, hey, you want to build a playground? He's like, I'm not building a playground. They're like, this is how much you're, you'll make building this playground. He's like, I'm building playgrounds, right? And so <laughs> he starts building playgrounds. And you will see some of Jeff's handiworks. If you go to, to the gathering place, Jeff's company built that. Right? You go to Chandler Park, to the water, big, huge splash pad. Jeff's company built that, Benchmark Enterprises. And Jeff comes up to me, he's like, hey, Justin, you know, can we grab lunch? I didn't know Jeff real well at this time. He's like, I build, you know, I build uh, playgrounds for a living. And I'm thinking like they're little rainbow play sets in your backyard. I'm like, me too, Jeff, me too. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, don't we all? And he's like, I, I just have it in me to use the gifting God has put in me to, to like put some playgrounds around these churches that you're building in Kenya. And I'm like, he's like, do you know how to do that? I'm like, no, I got no idea how we're going to do this. But he had it in him to do great things. And so we started asking questions and I met with another couple that helped us start Foundation Church. And like, it's funny you should say that. We're actually part of a board of a ministry that sends playgrounds all around the world. They just need people to put it together. And I'm like, well, I got somebody that can actually put it together, right? Like this is what he does. And now his, he, him, his wife, his son, they have built four playgrounds in the Maasai Mara area for these kids that have never seen a playground. Why? Because God put a calling in him and he had something great inside of him. He still had it inside of him to do great things. Tyler Dietring, Ascend Construction, he started a construction company in 2020. Who does that? 
Tyler and Crystal Dietring does. Guess who's building Foundations Church's new building? Tyler and Crystal Dietring at Sin Construction's building Foundations Church, our new property. It's going fantastic. And now he's wanting to use his company to build churches in Kenya. Why? Because he still had it inside of him to do great things. Can I tell you, these are normal people. These aren't pastors. These aren't missionaries. These aren't people that had training to affect thousands and hundreds of thousands of people. And yet their lives are affecting hundreds of thousands of people's lives because they had it inside them to do great things. So if you're 85 years old, if you're young, if you're a teenager, if you're poor, if you're rich, if you're white, you're black, you're brown, I don't care. Man, let there be a spirit of Caleb that is inside of you that, man, I may have been waiting for 40 plus years walking around the same mountain in the same wilderness, but I still have it inside me to do great things for him. Can I tell you, there's greatness... There's greatness he's put inside of you. The way that greatness comes to fruition is if you stop coming up with resolutions because he has more for you to do than just lose 20 pounds and travel. He has a calling on your life. So answer the bell. Answer the ring because he's got great things for you to do. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Man, I, I, I loved the Lord, you would use somebody like Caleb 40 plus years later. And the Lord, the fire hadn't dimmed. Lord, he had gotten old, but he was still passionate. He has gotten older, but he was still usable. And Lord, I pray that we would realize there's not a shelf life on our calling. Lord, there's not a retirement age to our calling. But you are calling us to do great things for you. So God, I pray this today that we would realize and that there would be a spirit of Caleb that raises up inside of us. Because, Lord, it's in there. We've got it inside of us to do great things for you. So, God, I pray that this would be a moment where we hear your call and we answer the bell. With heads bowed, eyes closed. Today, if you're here, I want to ask this question. There's no, there's no shame... There's nothing to this. Today, if you just don't know what your call is, you don't know what God is calling you to do, I just want you to raise your hand. That's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bunch of hands, yeah. God, you see every hand, you see every person. And Lord, there's a desire to know what you're calling us to do. Lord, we don't want to live a comfortable life. Lord, we want to just survive this life, but Lord, we want to do something. God, we've got it in us to do big things for you. So Lord, I pray that right now we would just take time to listen. We take time to seek you, to fast, to read, and that you, your word says this, that you order the steps of the godly. And the Lord, if we will seek after you, the simple result is you will start ordering our steps if we'll just listen. So God, I pray today for those that raise their hand that you would show them their calling, their path, the journey that you have for them. And that, Lord, they wouldn't just answer their call for a season, but they would live it for a lifetime. Because we've gotten really good at following you at seasons. But God, let us put the effort in following you consistently throughout our life. God, I pray that in this place, there would be a spirit of Caleb that sits on us 
and rest in us. And that, Lord, we, not, we are not going to settle for surviving, but we're going to live this rich and satisfying life. Lord, some of us, life doesn't look like what we thought it was going to look. Lord, we've been through hard times. We've been through loss, and, and we're sitting there trying to recover. But, Lord, I pray that in that moment, you still have a calling for us. God, there's still a calling for us. So let us answer and let us follow after you and let us live this life to its full capacity so that it affects others and it brings your kingdom glory and praise. It's in Jesus' name I pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed. Today, if you're here and you say, Justin, I'm here and I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, we want to give you a chance to change that. Maybe you're here and where you're at, it's not where you should be. You just drifted away. And today you need to recommit your life. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to raise your hand and we're going to lead you to prayer that will change your life. We're not going to embarrass you. We're not going to have you stand up. We're not going to lead you into another room. We're simply going to lead you in a prayer that will change your life. In fact, in first service, we already had five people raise their hands. Can I tell you, God, God sees you and he's got a calling. And right now, the beginning of you answering the calling that God has for your life is getting this moment and this part of your relationship with him where it should be. And if that's you today, when I count to three, all I want you to do is raise your hand. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, Justin, that's me. Yeah, there's one, there's two, there's three. Is there anyone else? Yeah, there's four. Is there anyone else? You just join these four. There's someone else. There's five. Is there anyone else? You join these five hands that are lifted before we go any further in service today. You say, Justin, that's me, man. That is me. And I know where I'm at isn't where I should be. But man, I want to change. Man, this is the launching point of you answering God's calling on your life. Is there anyone else before we go any further in service? Man, this isn't something to be ashamed of or timid, but man, this should be an exciting moment for your life. You may be watching at home online. I would just invite you to raise your hand right where you are so that God can see your hand and he can change your heart. Is there anyone else before we go any further in service? If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today. And I confess that I've messed up, that I've sinned, but I ask for your forgiveness. God, I repent of the life that I was living. I turn away from it and I turn to you and I grab hold of the life you have for me. I answer your calling and I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.